everybody. Welcome back to Micah Jiggers with Dan and Emily. Today we'll just be catching up on our own personal lives, talking about student loans and some art that's influenced us in our lives. I'm Dan and with me today is Emily. Hey guys, it's been a minute. Yeah, uh, what people may not realize is we haven't really missed any release dates, but it's been about three weeks since we've recorded an episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that mini episode the last time. Hopefully you really enjoyed the Halloween episode. Oh my gosh, that was so fun to record. Yes. But um, let us know what kind of mini episodes you guys like to hear. Yeah, if you just have one topic you want to hear us give our opinions on, let us know on Facebook. But yeah, it's been about three weeks since we've even seen each other. Just about. So how you been, pal? Amazing. (laughs) I went on vacation. I was gone for five days and I went to Las Vegas and it was probably one of the coolest experiences that I've had. Yeah. Um, Definitely would love to go back. We went and stayed in downtown, old downtown, and we um, hoteled on Fremont Street, which was a little weird because it's a party every night there. Okay. Definitely not where I would stay next time, but it was a pretty cool experience. So did you do anything particularly fun while you're in Vegas? So when we were there, we went to the Neon Museum, which was being hosted by Tim Burton for a few months. And so the Neon Museum is all the old neon signs from old downtown and a lot of them are still working. So like there is a giant hard rock cafe, like it's a 10 foot plus guitar. Yeah. Um, but like because Tim Burton was hosting it, he had like his little creations in there and there's a Beetlejuice sign and a bunch of like his um, own characters. Yeah, you posted some pictures. That explains why there's the Mars Attacks aliens. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. Yeah, they were. I mean, they're life size, too. Yeah, we should put up some of those pictures on the Facebook page and people can see some of these cool things you saw. Yeah, it was. I wish we would have went at night because it would have been a lot better because almost everything there still lights up. That's cool. And then um, after that, my brother, we went with, it was me, my mom, my brother, spoiler alert, his new wife, and her mom. After we went there, we went across town the other direction and went to Zach Baggins Haunted Museum. If people are familiar with the travel channel show called Ghost Adventures, he has this, I don't know if it was a church or a house, but it was already haunted before. And Luke's wife's name is Jess. Her mom is very perceptive to Supernatural. And so she could feel like um, the energy in the house. My brother is not very perceptive. But he said that he did get some chills down his spine because there's a lot of history packed into this place. That's cool. Is Zach Baggins from Las Vegas? Or? I couldn't tell you where he's from. But yeah, it's wild, they said. And when you leave, you have to buy sage. Okay. Because a lot of the stuff is extremely haunted and you have to sage yourself after like head to toe chant incantations you're not welcome here you do not get to follow me home sage head to like literally the bottom of your feet yeah for people that may not be into any of this paranormal entertainment sage is kind of a cleansing herb they say it's supposed to help protect you from bad spirits And even not, I mean, sage is always good for, like, a peace of mind. But then the day before, my brother got married. And he got married in a freaking Taco Bell. Congratulations, Luke. Uh, Luke actually worked with Dan before I did at the same place. And so we're all been kind of friends. Yeah. Uh, But so you can really get married anywhere. They have (laughs) drive-through wedding chapels. I just... What? Here's what they need. You know how boat captains can marry people? Yeah. They need to have a fake lake with a ship that goes nowhere and a captain they will just marry you. See, there's a hotel there that's called Treasure Island, and they've got two big boats that put on shows. Jesus. But so it's called Taco Bell Cantina, and it's a Taco Bell restaurant. And upstairs, they have a little place you can get married, and it's for friends and family, and they bring in their own Justice of the Peace. It's about 15 minutes, and then they got shirts, tacos, champagne flutes that had Baja Blast in them, and they put you can put whatever alcohol in it, and they give you a cake. 
It is a Cinnabon cake. Ooh. And it's got Cinnabons, like the Cinnabon things, if you're familiar with that, on top of it. It was freaking delicious. Like the cinnamon twists or just- No, like the cinnamon bon holes. Uh, yeah. With the cinnamon, the icing inside. Chef kiss. <laughs> so- there's Scotty, guys. Hopefully, yeah. you. I hope you missed her. Yeah, I usually edit Scotty out of the show, but I think I'll just leave her racket in this week. She's <laughs> being really active. Um, but other than that, we didn't t- do too much. I turned two dollars to twenty-seven dollars, so that was pretty cool. Um, other than that, we really didn't do too much gambling. We did. Oh, you did that gambling? Yeah, I thought it was it just was like a-, a small miracle, like. Yeah, right. I like magic. The fish and the wine, Jesus multiplied. You just <laughs> took a couple dollars and multiplied it. Uh, yes. There was a machine. It was like a Monopoly machine. It was really cool. From being at work Monday to coming home Tuesday, I did 64,000 steps. Not bad. The knee held up. Surprisingly. I was going to ask how your kajiggers were. Not good. <laughs> Definitely by the next Monday, Tuesday, because we walked around everywhere, and that's really all you can do and when you're going places, and by the next Monday, Tuesday, my knee was definitely like, get me the fuck home. Yeah. So, anything else you want to share about your vacation? Mm, that's really all we did. Okay. I didn't really do much on our short little break. It was just kind of nice to get away from the editing. I still did a few podcast-related things. People might have noticed some posts on the Facebook page. But, yeah, it was nice to just have a break, relax, binge some TV. Do we have any results from the pet contest? Uh, your Star Wars costume one. I'm calling shenanigans. I want a recount. Okay. But yeah, the Star Wars at at costume won the best Halloween pet costume vote. You got any exciting news you've seen in the last week? Oh, hell yeah. Okay. My Chemical Romance is coming back for a tour, bitches. I don't know how I feel about that. Emo dream. I guess I'm down with it. It really depends on where they've cleaned up their looks or not. I give you props on that one. I can't can't be mad at that. (laughs) I kind of thought you were going to talk about that, so I've been been saving that for about a week. But go on. I don't know how to go on after that one. (laughs) I'm running the lyrics through my head now, just so you know. Yep. Stuck in my head. Thank you. Good song, though. Yeah. But I am so excited, and I hope it's not just the posted three dates so far and they're bringing back their original drummer which is really fucking cool and um they've held it off so long and they've kept saying like no this is something that we don't want to do this is not happening this is not happening we've got our own projects bam motherfuckers they hear so last year um the black parade turned 10 years old and That's such they, a good song. For going. they that whole album is good Side note, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge is number one, though. Shut kiss. <laughs> um, anyways, I don't think they'll put an album out, but like, I don't want to keep, I don't want to have doubts in it, but I also don't want to get my hopes up because I, I'll just be a sad kid again. <laughs> Crushed dreams. Because last year, like I was saying, was the 10 year of the Black Parade. And they teased something for it, and it was just a re-release. So, like, I don't want to get my hopes up, but, like, this is awesome that they're coming back for a few shows. Unfortunately, I think they're all in California. Of course. So, we'll see. No love for the Midwest. We will see because uh, Gerard Way has been hugely busy with the Umbrella Academy, and the Umbrella Academy on Netflix got renewed for a second season, and he just put out another comic for the series. So, I don't know. I really hope, but I don't want to get them too high. Yeah, even if it doesn't turn out and you're a little sad, it's appropriate. Also, your emo. Yes. Yeah. Anything else to say about the My Chemical Romance? MC Army for life. <laughs> okay. That, that's all I've got. All right. You got any else exciting news? I wouldn't say this is exciting. I'm apprehensive about it. We've already talked several times on the show about how much I love Scream. Mm-hmm. And the they had a TV series. It sucked. It had very little, if anything, to do with Scream. They've announced that they've begun preliminary work on a fifth film. If they stay true to the film series, unlike the TV series, I'm all for it if it's good. So far, two of the four have been good. But if it's 
bad or they try to do it as a straight up reboot, remake, reimagining, I will beat somebody to death with a shovel. (laughs) I just have so much love for the original and the fourth one's pretty decent too. If they screw up that concept, I will just be so pissed. I feel like they should leave it alone. They got lucky with the fourth one being good. Just leave it there. Yeah, I could see that. But you perked up like you had something to say related to Scream. No, because I had just heard that yesterday. Yeah. That they, um, just something uh, quick about it. But I hadn't actually heard anything much about it besides that there were they were throwing around doing a fifth one. What I hope to God that they don't do is this current trend I've seen in multiple films, most recently with the Halloween franchise, the Terminator franchise, and they've talked about doing it with the Alien franchise, where they throw out several of the preceding films and say they never happened and they just make a direct sequel to the first one or two films. It's the most nonsensical approach to filmmaking that has come up in the last decade, and it needs to stop now. So, kind of like the Blair Witch Project? Yes, it happened. You can't make shitty films and then tell people, hey, forget we made that. But, yeah, I won't talk too much more about that. It's just, it can be good. I have my doubts. All right, do you got anything else to talk about? Oh, but earlier you said something, you were going to hit somebody with a uh, shovel? Yeah. Was that the scream thing? Yep. Oh, okay. I thought it was something happened today or this past week that just made you want to hit somebody with a shovel. Mm, No, just if they screw up scream, I'm going to have to beat somebody with a shovel. Just like I'm about to have to beat Scotty. (laughs) Children. Scotty, go. No, don't. Don't look back at him. So Bronx and Scotty are having a sibling squabble at the moment and i've got this black blanket box that's on a riser and he crawled underneath it because she can't reach her fat head uh fat head underneath it okay let's take a quick break and help bronx out here and we're back so my fucking children (laughs) anyways let's segue to the next item yeah so we thought we'd do a big topic this week talk about student loans So I had some student loans. I think you had some student loans. I still have student loans. I'm lucky enough to have finally paid off mine. All of them? Yes. Good for you, Dan. I'm (laughs) proud of you. Thank you. Let's just start off with some quick statistics I got from nerdwallet.com. Apparently, the 2018 college graduates in the U.S. had an average student loan debt of almost $30,000, which I was lucky enough to never have that much. I know there's people that have much, much more in student loan debt. For some schools, that's about a year's tuition. The total student loan debt in the U.S. is $1.6 trillion. See, I looked up some statistics, too, and mine came from NBC. Yeah. And I got the same numbers. And the sad part is is that most, most of it is people under 30. Yes. So, which makes sense. And then, I don't know if you got this number, but almost 45 million people is the number of people that have student loan debt. Yeah, and to break that down a little bit more, about 92% of student loans are owed to the U.S. Department of Education. So that's about 43 million people owe money on federal student loans. And the amount of that $1.6 trillion that people in the U.S. owe to student loans that is owed to the federal government is $1.4 trillion. So again, 92%, almost all student loan debt is owed to the U.S. Department of Education. It just blows my mind. Yeah, that's all the statistics I have. I brought this up because it is a campaign issue. Mm-hmm. You're seeing Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders at the very least talking mm-hmm. about free college, forgiving student loans, just wiping them out. I don't really want to get too much into politics, but... I think it's a good discussion yeah, of like it's, our opinions on yeah, it. Yeah, it's a huge issue and... I think complex. I I never, even though I paid student loans for a while and I feel it set me back, I never wanted anybody to pay it off for me. That's never something I was asking for. I'd be okay with something. (laughs) See, and I'll I'll throw my number out. I only had a little over 7,000 because I did community college. And 
I do. I'm not from a high income family. I would be low, maybe low middle class. We've always had to work for what we wanted. And I've had, I've always been the one that had to pay my loans. And so we did mine, mine budgeted for my income. And that's what a lot of people, a lot of people who have loans are low income people because, you know, the idea is to push college. And yes, it's so, it's so touchy because after you get out of college, when you're trying to find your career path, oh, you have to have X amount of experience. How am I going to get experience if I can't get a job? Yeah. And then you fail out of your career path because I can't get a job without having experience. And how do I get experience without having a job? Yeah, I had, I want to say around 15000 I was lucky. I went to five years of college, but I had scholarships. I got good grades in high school. I had grants. It helped out a lot. It was still really hard paying off that 15000 and it was probably not worth it in hindsight. I'm not doing anything with my degree. I don't feel like it's helped me. And that's what's sad because there's a lot of people like that. You hear about how student loan debt is the one debt you can't get rid of through bankruptcy. Here's this one <laughs> since we're on that. Okay. As of 2018, there are more people in student debt than auto and credit card debt. I believe By it. millions. But- I also see why you can't discharge it through bankruptcy because n nobody comes out of college anything but broke. <laughs> There's very few people unless you or if you have student loans, then you probably weren't well off enough to be coming out of college with money anyway. Yeah. So I can see why they wouldn't want to be loaning this money. And then as soon as people graduate, they turn around. Oh, I'm bankrupt. I get it. I feel like the world we live in now isn't the world people expected it to be. Yeah. I mean, growing up, it was a thing of, it was just expected. Everybody was going to college. So you got to get these loans. You got to go to college. It's going to help you out when you get out. And then the world has changed. I remember people saying, you know what? It doesn't matter what degree you get. Just going to college, proving you can get a degree, showing you have the dedication, that's going to help them with getting a job. I don't think it matters anymore. I think no. so many people go to college anyway. It doesn't set you apart. No. And it, it sucks because the vocational jobs are slipping. And I, I'm i a big advocate for like high schools trying to like, oh, we know that like not to be mean or anything. Like maybe college is not for everybody. And that should be put out there. College is not for everybody. I really think high school should be pushing for vocational schools because those are the jobs that are really needed. Yeah, business degree is cool and whatnot. And I mean, that's used more often than some of the others. Mm. But laborers are what we're lacking on. I mean, they're the, they're the people that build things for what we use in everyday life. And you're seeing those become higher paying jobs than what a lot of college graduates are getting. And you get your experience while you're at the school. Yeah. And if you're doing well, you can do well later on after leaving. And they're not they're not expensive places either. Yeah. And the sad thing is, I don't know how it was when you were in high school, but I remember growing up for me, those were the kinds of jobs where you didn't want to end up with those. You went to college so you could get a real job. That's kind of how like it was starting to become more appealed to, but it was definitely you gotta go to college. You have to go to college and for me, college wasn't for me. I'm good at school, but I don't care to go to school. Mm. And college was definitely something that, do I want to go back? I might, mm -hmm. but I don't plan on it right now. I think our culture has really done a disservice to students. I don't want to blame anybody because I think I have a worthless degree. I made my own choices. I chose my major. I was stupid. I didn't pick something that was really profitable. But I also think we are doing kids a disservice when we're treating these vocations as something that's for lesser people. When you look at them, you see shows like Dirty Jobs. These are really hardworking people, and it's getting to the point where they're making decent money. We shouldn't look down on those jobs just because, oh, they're not book learning. Wasn't for a while. Um, what's his name? Micro. 
he um is huge like pusher and like i'm pretty sure he does a lot of funding for all that too and i don't know if he still does it now but i know a few years ago he was yeah really out there and i remember seeing commercials like we need people for these jobs right back to the debt issue itself how do you feel about just waving a wand and telling people your student loan debts are gone i mean somebody's gonna have to pay for those Ideally, it would be great, and I know it's going to take several years, but like I was sitting there thinking about it because I was going to ask you this question. Um, Do you think people, government, and universities are scared about this? Because you can see the progress and the quality and schools across the ocean and Europe and all of that and the Scandinavian countries where there are free colleges that are thriving and there's great education. Do you think it's our capitalistic idea here that might be deterring? Yes. No. I I think there's definitely a profit issue in there. But I also think it's a matter of competition. Like we were talking about, we've created this culture where we've conditioned kids to think they have no choice but to go to college. So what incentive do schools have to lower their costs and be competitive in their costs when they know these kids are going to go somewhere? And yeah, most of them probably aren't going to pay for it anyway. But guess what? Uncle Sam will. See, for me, my my reason for not going to college is because I do not have the money. I work two jobs and I cannot afford to go to college. Only be one because I don't have the time, but two because I don't have the money. And if I could get like I am a huge pusher for a community college because it's two years, figure out what you want to do mm-hmm. and it's cheap. But if universities can give better rates and lower cost even lower costs. I don't, it'd be cool if it was for free, but even if they could lower their costs, I would be more inclined to go to school. I'd be more inclined to put in the work and the effort to go somewhere with it. Yeah, I think, I don't really want to get too far off track talking about healthcare, but I think it's kind of the same as with the healthcare industry of they know the people coming in aren't the ones that are actually going to end up paying. They know insurance companies are going to be shelling out the money. So there's no incentive for them to be super low on costs or even advertise their costs in the case of hospitals, they can just start as high as they want and negotiate down from there and still get a really good deal for them. Yeah. Like you, I would like to go back to school too. The cost is one of the huge things deterring me. I would love to go to law school, but the type of law I would want to practice isn't the kind of thing that would make it easy for me to ever pay back those loans. Yeah. We talked about some of the candidates have proposed the free college idea. I definitely would consider going back to school. Um, well, on a bigger scale, how do you feel about that? Because somebody's paying. It's not, nothing is free. Part of me is I'm okay with paying a little more if I know that if in theory it will work, that it's going to give back to me somehow. And I would like to, I would like to see that happen eventually. I think it would it would definitely push more people into getting higher education. Yes, that's one way it could go. I also think there's plenty of people who would just be Van Wilders. Yeah. <laughs> there's people who, well, I got that degree. It didn't work out for me. I'm just going to go back. They would just, if nobody was going to cut them off, they would stay in school as long as they could. I definitely think there should be some rules and stipulation because you have to have structure no matter what. Hmm. But if we could figure out a way to leave it open to be like, can you do this? And then maybe like, you need to give it like a four-year break. And then if this doesn't work out in your favor, maybe come back. Or maybe even reform the way we approach education. There is great value in a college education, not even from the classroom point of view. I tell so many people that I work with that are high schoolers, they're going off to college. The most important lessons you'll learn aren't going to be in the classroom. That's the thing about college is you finally get a chance to go out, figure out who you are without your parents around. It's a great opportunity to learn to grow, learn how to think for yourself. But I don't think we need to spend so much time in the classroom on gen eds. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say none of the gen eds because I don't want a (laughs) 
Gen Eds are a refresher to me is like, this is a refresher of like everything that you did in high school because we need to make sure like you understand this knowledge to go to the next step of your process. Well, and even I think college does a good job of teaching people how to think critically. Just look at things from different point of views, get out of the mindset you've been raised in. Mm -hmm. But I really think we can cut down the amount of years that it takes to get a college degree and make it more relevant to the workplace. I, two things. I wouldn't have the job that I have now, especially with having my new position without my degree. Even if it's an associate's, I wouldn't have the position that I have. And two, even though I went to a community college, I loved my college experience. I thought I I had an amazing time, even though I drove back and forth because it's not too far away. I loved be- the freedom that I had. I loved the relaxedness of it. All of my teachers were awesome there. And it, it helped shape me. I really do think even the two years that it did helped really shape me. Even though my college degree isn't serving me, I wouldn't be where I am today if I hadn't gone to college. And I don't even mean that professionally. I mean... Just the way life is, you go different directions and some things that happen to you after that are good, some are bad. We would not be sitting here doing this recording right now if I had not gone to college here in this town. Yeah. Like you and I, we wouldn't know each other. We wouldn't be friends. The people I've met from going to college, I wouldn't ever trade that even though I wish I hadn't spent so much money (laughs) on college. (laughs) But yeah, I really think we need to work on making the education more relevant to jobs. I was reading an article, which I'll put in the show notes. <laughs> um, side note, Scotty got a new piggy and she just trots around with it like it's a fucking trophy. Yeah, this article was from the president of Kaplan University Partners and it's talking about research he's done showing that increasingly businesses are showing a willingness to hire people straight out of high school and train them on the job and offer college as a benefit of the job. So instead of going to college to get the job, if you're going to a job and then getting college that helps them further their career. See, that's actually kind of interesting because my specific uh, place of business, after being with the business for so long, they do offer like continuous education yes you have to like you have to work x amount of years after but they can help you get your business degree yeah and this are scotty this article it mentioned (laughs) (laughs) oh god i guess we need a little comic relief in there oh yeah, in this article, <laughs> every time I start off, you good? Anyway, this article mentioned that one of the factors in businesses being willing to do this is that they've seen over the years people coming out of college and they have a lot of classroom experience. They know how to write papers. They can read books. They don't have a lot of practical training relevant to the job. And so they're thinking, well, why do we want to invest in these people when we can get these younger people willing to start out for less pay, which they can because they don't have the debt. And we can invest in them, train them in our way, but also enable them to further their career, get an education, get the certifications necessary. And that's going to inspire loyalty towards our company for them to come back. And even if they don't, there's a better pool of candidates out there in the future for everybody because these people actually have real experience now. And the article was saying he expects this to become a real disruptor in the education field in the next decade because... I'd like to see it. Yeah, I would too. It's a great way to get experience in the field before committing to the career path and that's what i think needs because like you're saying people can train the way they want instead of like oh you were taught this way in school but this is how it really needs to be done and then it makes it harder for somebody especially at you know 26 years old 
you know, fresh out of 25, 26, fresh out of college, it's a little harder than an 18 year old where yeah. they're a soft mind. And so much of college is theoretical stuff. You got to remember academics and professors, they're really smart people, but they've been working in academia. They might not be in touch with the current state of their industry. They don't have... Especially if it's not a... Like the social... Like there's certain fields that, yes, they are very up to date, but there's also certain fields in college that are like kind of like English. Yeah. English is a very like... There's not much change in it, especially in the last hundred years mm. where like this is this is what we're teaching you. Whereas like, you know, like my what I wanted to go into is psychology. That's always changing. Right. But that's still hard to teach in the real world. Yeah. I would like to see education go in this direction rather than the free school for everybody or the I'm really not a fan of waving a wand and making everybody's debt disappear. Yeah. I think that's does not set a good precedent for the future, either with the people that currently have debt, telling them, hey, you don't have to pay your debts, or the people coming up that are like, well, yeah, I'll take out whatever debts I want, because eventually if it gets bad enough, somebody else will pay it off. I at least want to see it be easier to help pay off the student debts, and I would like to see education become a little more affordable, and I know, like I said, it's not going to happen overnight. But maybe in the next 20 years or something, like, see it become easier to get um, what uh, a bachelor's, yeah. master's. Because it's so hard to even go for your master's. And even in certain fields, you have to have your doctorate. And I'd like to see that become a little bit more open to people getting. Yeah, and that is something I've seen since I went to college and the job market wasn't that great. More and more people, they got their bachelor's and decided, well, I guess I need to go get a master's or a doctorate just to set them apart from everybody. Maybe we need to make it a little tougher to get into college. I don't want to sound elitist, but where I went to college, they didn't have the most stringent filter on who came in. If you could get a loan, you got in. I know a lot of places go by like ACT is not so regulated anymore. A lot of colleges are now pushing SAT scores mm -hmm. and that really wasn't seen much in the Midwest as like it was on the coast. ACT scores were what got you into college because that's what got me into my colleges. And I know people who we have worked with in the past that we're going fresh to college. They're like, oh, we have to do our SAT scores now. And that's become more. And a lot of, there's few colleges that had such low score entries. Hmm. It was easy to get into them. Yeah. Where I went to school, I don't want to name names, embarrass anybody. There was one classmate I had in upper level classes who I felt bad that she was paying for college because she was not intelligent. And I don't mean that as in. She was ditzy or anything. She just, she was not all there mentally. She was not equipped to excel at college. I know she had mentioned she'd been in a few different colleges and gotten kicked out, I think, for grades. That's sad. That, I, that's to me, heartbreaking. This school was just taking her money and helping her get further in debt. And that should be criminal. This student, again, as a upper level student, was doing visual aids with like stick figure drawings of her family. And that's tough. Yeah. And having to pre present this to a class of other students who were academically far ahead of her. That, that's just not right. You know, that and, they... and she was apparently oblivious. It, she acted as if she did not realize that she was lagging behind. That breaks my heart, yeah. especially for her because like you were saying like they're just getting her money and i feel like there should i do think people with if it was a disability should receive a higher education but there should be certain you know programs like we can help teach you through these programs rather than these programs something, and i don't like the separation something that would benefit them her and <laughs> I don't want to go down the road of saying people with mental disabilities, they can only work certain jobs and we should only teach them to do that. At the same time, this girl was putting money into 
an education that was not going to result in her benefit her needs. Yes. This is not a girl that was ever going to get into any kind of well-paying office job or whatever. This school was stealing her money. I That sucks. I've always felt that. And it is a shame. That is. You got anything else to say? About student loans, college education. No, but if you guys have anything that you want to discuss with us or put your opinion, let us know on Facebook. We want to hear what you think. So you ready to move on to our next topic? Yeah. So we decided to take a moment and really talk about some things that have been influential to us in our past years and how they shaped us maybe today. It was kind of a broad topic we set for ourselves. Just any form of music, books, movies, TV, just anything. Yeah, anything that we feel has somehow changed us or influenced us. So why don't you start us off? Okay. So you guys know that I'm emo trash, but in all seriousness, the music that I came into in my um late childhood and early teenage years really have made me the person I am today and have opened me to have a broader spectrum of my mind and really have because you know I listen to a lot of very uh, I don't know how to put it like okay so like Green Day very political it's a real band yes thank you good job Dan <laughs> proud of you but there are bands that talk about real topics and it has made me oh, what is this? And I have, you know, deep dived into certain topics and have opened my mind to certain things. And I I appreciate everything that these bands have done for me. Okay. My first one is the book version of Stephen King's The Stand. Ooh. That book, I can't say it has really like changed my life, but for anybody who doesn't really know that story line too well, a super flu wipes out most of the, at least U.S. population. That's the only glimpse of the world you get in the book. And then survivors kind of find themselves drawn to either this good leader or there's a bad leader. And at least in the good area, they start talking about how they're going to rebuild society. And they have to have these deep discussions about what kind of government they're going to have and Somebody's like, well, I mean, we live in the United States. We we just keep living by the Constitution. And someone else brings up, well, that system kind of brought us to where we are because the super flu was created by the government. And it raises questions of what kind of government you want. And so I think about that a lot of just how you could improve things, like how our government works. I have a great passion for just the notion of government and the difficult job that our founding fathers, any founding fathers of any democracy have of trying to set down a list of rules in a system of government and consider not only what will work, but foresee possible problems that could come out of it down the road. It's just, it's something I think about a lot. And yeah, I just, I love that portion of that book and it helped open my mind to there are other possibilities, maybe good, maybe bad. Every once in a while you hear people talk about revolution, we need to overthrow the government, everything's shit. I'm usually not that on board with it just because I have this saying that it's easy to get people to agree that their government sucks. It's very difficult to get them to agree on what should replace it. And revolutions often end up turning on themselves. And yeah, I spend a lot of time thinking about systems of government and the right way to treat people and make things work. Can I put a side note in there? Okay. Dr. Sleep releases this week too, as we were recording. Oh, I forgot about that. Man, there's so much going on. This is a good week, y'all. Yes, there is. What's your next influential art form? So in high school and even after I took Spanish and my teacher was she didn't teach proper Spanish but she taught Mexican Spanish and a lot of it has slang in it and I'm not saying Mexican Spanish isn't proper but it's different than Spanish spoke in Spain but we had all four years we had segments on Frida Kahlo she is she was an amazing woman and seeing her art and her struggle through her art was very eye-opening and not something seen because she 
made very graphic art. And um, Can you elaborate on that a little bit? I'm not that familiar with her art. I mean, I know of her. When she was young, she married. She did marry a man. His name was Diego Rivera. And um, when she was younger, she was involved in a horrible, horrible bus accident, which actually ended up a pole impaled her. Hmm. She lost her baby. She was never able to have children because it went through her uterus. And knowing that after having that pole removed and her doctors telling her she lost it, she painted a picture of her in the hospital and a picture of her baby being like ripped out of her. Hmm. Her leg was basically, one of her legs was mangled and never healed properly. She was able to walk, but she wasn't able to walk well. Okay. And um, this is kind of the start of her art era because she didn't know how else to express herself. She was in the hospital for months and months. And that's when she made some of her most graphic pieces of art. And she was very, she made a lot of self-portraits. They're beautiful works of art. And I'm pretty sure they're very um, oil-based. Okay. Beautiful pieces of art. And I loved the expression, like the heart and soul that she put into it. And how does that make you feel or think? Knowing how to put my emotions out there. Okay. Seeing the trauma she has and how she has expressed it kind of have helped me express my trauma Okay. in my life. I'm not an artist. I can't draw worth a crap, but it shows me how I can put it out there for myself. Okay. What's your last one? Okay. This one, I'm sure will shock you. Oh. Do you want to guess? Uh, Star Trek? Yes. Ooh. So- I did not get into Star Trek until I was in college. Again, college being a time where you can learn to think in new ways. And I've really gotten into it more in recent years. But it has influenced the way I think and how I approach social issues. I am not a religious person. And I don't want to say Star Trek is a religion to me because that is ridiculous. (laughs) There are people who treat it as such. But as a sort of touchstone... For me to examine myself and my own beliefs and what I value in this world, Star Trek has helped me with that. The greatest episodes are the ones that ask complex issues about ethics, morality, race, religion, social inequality. I don't always agree with where they land in the episodes. My favorite episodes are the ones where they don't come to an easy solution to problems, but just To learn how to think and inspiring my own self-examination has been influential. In the past, I was very religious. I was not very tolerant. I was never hateful towards, say, homosexual people, but I did definitely view it as, this is wrong, you shouldn't do it. I am at a place in my life now where I am very socially liberal. I, I don't care what people do. Legally, I want everybody to have the right to get married. As long as you're a consenting adult, any two or more people, if you're in love, who am I to say who can love who? I mean, it's such a precious thing, but I've come to this place in my life where I just want people to be happy. And as long as you're leaving me alone, I just want you to live your best life. On an interpersonal level, I can be an asshole and uncaring towards people. I don't always live up to the ideals that I kind of embrace from Star Trek. But on a political level, I definitely do. That's where it's been influential for me and what I love about it is it just has brought me more in touch with my own self and beliefs. It's really good, Dan. (laughs) So you ready to go on to our next topic? Yeah. So a few episodes back. We had, I don't even remember what the word was other than it was the irrational fear of a duck watching you shower. (gasps) Yes. Oh, that was my word of the day. Yeah. And we thought that would just be great to get into ridiculous phobias. And some of these, the ones I found, I can see elements of where they could be rational fears or uncomfortable things. But when you consider that they're a phobia for people and it just ruins their life, that to me is darkly funny. Mine are not rational at all. Like there is no rational explanation for probably any of these. Okay. My first one, and a lot of these, 
They're kind of weird Latin-y names. Are we guessing what they possibly are, or are we going to just tell um, each other? Yeah, we can try to guess. You're going to know my first one, but I'll just <laughs> say we're going to do our best to pronounce these. Some of them are a mouthful. So my first one is arachibuterophobia. I laughed so hard because I had written this down first, too. Yeah. It's the fear of peanut butter. Uh, not just the fear of peanut butter. The fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. <laughs> okay. Now that you got a little more in-depth with that, I can understand that. But the fear of peanut butter, really? Yeah. See, I can't imagine anybody enjoys having peanut butter stuck to the roof of your mouth. Snack for later. But being like terrified of it, it's a bit much. What's your first one? Dendrophobia. Ooh, is that the one that's the fear of trees? Yes. Yeah. That's what a, the hell? Yeah, that, I remember hearing about that back in high school. Never heard of it. <laughs> a side note, we're not trying to make fun of people that have these fears, but it they're is, very out there on what they are. Yeah, I don't want anybody to feel bad, but it's so ridiculous you can't help but laugh. I'm sure I if you know. have one of these phobias and you're hearing about one of the other ones, you're like, Explain that's to ridiculous. us why. Yeah. Let us know why. Let's switch your next one. Optophobia. Does it have something to do with eyes? Yes. Ah. <laughs> Go on. It's the fear of opening your eyes. <laughs> what? There's people that they just want to keep their eyes shut all the time because they're afraid to open them. Hmm. And here's where I can rationalize this one. <laughs> Most people at some point in their life have that childish belief that there's a monster either under their bed or in the closet. And if you wake up in the middle of the night and you see maybe a dark shape in your room, could be whatever, but your mind turns it into a monster. As long as you close your eyes or cover your head with your blanket and can't see it, you're good. See, though, I'm the type of person like, do these people just sleep hours upon hours a day? Because if my eyes are closed, I'm going to bed. Yeah, it would be hard to stay awake with your eyes closed. How much coffee do you guys slam? I can't even imagine that because even just seeing different wavelengths of light helps regulate your like, body own, clock. Yeah, your biological clock. So or your circadian rhythm. So yeah, I, I imagine that would have to mess you up. Yeah, just a little bit. And what's your next one? Genophobia. I spell it. G E N U. Phobia. Mm -hmm. I don't know. The fear of knees. I. I'm going to cut your knees off. Yeah. I can't rationally explain the fear of knees. Okay. <laughs> I so, could be yeah, scared can... of like backwards knees. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but the fear. If I run into somebody at Walmart and they got backwards <laughs> knees, uh, I'll beat them to death with a shovel. <laughs> Go back to Mars, you freak. <laughs> What's your next one? This one, I can see as an underlying cause for optophobia. It is ithophallophobia. Oh, God. What is that? No guess. Um, Say it again. Ithophallophobia. You said it has something to do with eye. Is it the fear of sleeping? No. The fear of being awake? No, you're not even close. Okay, what is it? The fear of seeing, thinking about, or having an erect penis. <laughs> <laughs> see, I could see that being an inspiration for optophobia. Mm, I don't know. I'm not opening my eyes. There could be an erect penis there. <laughs> We're at the mall. I don't care. Uh, most what? of these, I can't, I can kind of understand it's not the most attractive thing to look at. The having, <laughs> that one, I feel bad for people, but there is a time in every boy's life when he does have a fear of having erect penis. When like he's like 13. Yeah, when he's 13 and suddenly finds he needs to have a prop at all times to hold in front of himself. I guess because I'm a lady. <sighs> Quote, quotations around lady. Um, you know, I never really thought about that. And it's that was, rough. <laughs> and it's well, hard as an adult, but like I never thought about that as a kid. <laughs> I guess when I was that age, I never, that wasn't something, I mean, I was also that age and like, we all don't think about that and there's never something that crossed my mind. Yeah. Well, when you're a 13 year old boy, you think everybody notices and suddenly your life becomes like one of those sitcoms where one of the actresses gets pregnant, but they're not ready for the character to be pregnant. So they're just constantly hiding 
the pregnancy behind things. You, as a boy going through changes, people want you to get up from the table and go walk someplace. Sorry, I can't. I'm maybe that's why they here. maybe that's why they make jeans tighter. I don't know. I'm telling you, it's you women have a lot to deal with. But you're lucky you don't have to You were in a 13-year-old boy in middle school with an erection. Yes. It's an uncomfortable time in your life. I'm so sorry. What's your last one? Leukophobia. Is it fear of your brother? <laughs> Luke? <laughs> no, I didn't think about that. You know, it actually, it's funny because both my brother and I are gingers. Mm-hmm. And this is the fear of the color white. And we <laughs> some pasty bitches. <laughs> Can I give my honorable mentions real quick? Yeah, go for it. Ephobophobia. No clue. Fear of teenagers. <laughs> they scare the living shit out of you. <laughs> I was thinking of the lyrics. I'm like, what's the lyric? Bring it back to MCR. MCR me for life, yo. Kum, kumpo, orophobia. I got no clue. The fear of buttons. <laughs> the fear of buttons. <laughs> like clothing buttons? Uh-huh. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was buttons, like clickable just... buttons. Buttons. Man, that would be rough going through life these days. There's buttons everywhere. Although I guess touch screens are making it a little easier on them. My last one is ombrophobia. I don't know. The fear of rain. <laughs> it's raining, man. It's raining rain. Demonetized. <laughs> I will go to my grave trying to convince people that the song It's Raining Men is actually about people jumping out of windows during the stock market crash. <laughs> oh, no. I've, I've been trying to tell people that for at least 10 years. No one ever believes it. I'm going to find that one person. I would love for that to happen. Okay. You want to wrap us up with some Urban Dictionary Word of the Day? I've got one, and I had to write another one down that was just too funny. Okay. But the word of the day is... Bust a grump. Bust a grump. Mm-hmm. It's nothing sexual. Yeah, I don't know. To poop or to make the naughty water. <laughs> to make the naughty water. <laughs> the naughty water. The naughty water. Okay. And for honorable mention, to wrap this up, fucky wucky. Fucky wucky? <laughs> to make a big mistake. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, an oopsie. Oopsie, I made a fucky-wucky. That's what you would say if you're a three-year-old who (laughs) broke something in the house, but your parents just curse all the time. So you just have the mouth of a sailor at an early age. Me. Okay. Yeah, that's fucky-wucky. It's a childish word for some childish people. Yeah, that's us. Childish people. Thank you for listening today. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to the show. Give us a rating, review, helps us out. And please share us with anybody you know who might just enjoy the show. Yeah. And if you could, follow us on Facebook for updates at Micah Jiggers Podcast. We love to hear from you guys. And if you have any opinions on today's topics, let us know. Or if you have an irrational fear of something, let us know what it is and why. Unless it's really fucked up, then we don't want to know that. No. Okay. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia.